with the good stuff here on cliffcentral.com. It's three minutes past 12. I'm Pumi Masheko and you're tuned in to Womanla. As you know, we do this every third Wednesday of the month. We take a walk in another woman's shoes and this is that day. I'm so excited about our show today. If you want to engage us, comment, talk to us, ask questions, the number to dial directly into the studio is 0861-555-189 or you can catch us on Twitter on at cliffcentral.com or at pumimashiko1 on Instagram, on Facebook, on our WeChat ID. It's all Cliff Central all the way. I am talking and yesterday when I spoke to Akolas Islandi. And the reason Akolas Islandi actually has absolutely nothing to do with, with my Age difference between, cause yesterday when I was speaking to her to confirm today's show, and I was realizing that I should actually be calling her Mamland. Mama, thank you for coming into the studio with me. This, thank you. This, 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 this whole month, because yeah. it's February and it's the month of love. <laughs> We've been talking all things love. But I think one of the things that for me is the most critical, the most crucial. And I, I have this conversation with a lot of my girlfriends. We have this conversation on the show that wanting to have conversations with mothers, with sisters, with aunts, the kinds of conversations we don't get to have all the time. And as I said to you, as you know, in so I wanted to have a chat with you as a mother, as a wife, as a sister, about enduring love because I'm very fascinated by you and your enduring love and not to give too much maybe a little story I'm desperate to hear is how you in the midst of a, a very difficult and apartheid South Africa and a changing world found yourself young hot hip black and Muslim with a white Jewish guy. <laughs> I want to hear that story first. It was mighty difficult. But uh, sometimes, you know, we're talking about diet today with oh, and, oh, auntie that's helping at, ho- at home. And you said, once you set your mind to something, it then doesn't become difficult. You just look for ways to work it. And I think we looked for ways to work it. How did you meet Uputluenen? At a party. <laughs> <laughs> As all young people do. At a party, yes. <laughs> uh, a girlfriend said, we're going to a party. She was my roommate. We're going to a party tonight. I said, where? She tells me exactly where. And somehow then she, oh, by the way, I, I, I lived in a little country next door to South <laughs> Africa. So, um, Swaziland. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then we go out to this out. We don't go out, but she comes back in the evening when we're all dolling ourselves up to say, Hey, I got a lift to Joburg. I miss my papa. And she went up to Joburg and I was left alone and I decided, Okay, I'm going to the party alone. Hired a taxi and room. I went there and uh, I met some friends and and then I met him. And it's been that way all the way. <laughs> it's 36 years down the line. 
36 years. Yeah. Four children. Actually, on the 2nd of February, it was exactly 36 years. 36 years. And mm-hmm. coming home, so you lived in Swaziland, yes. which, which wasn't nobody better than Ireland. No. And then you came back home to South Africa. Yes, sure. He came ahead, spent maybe a year, and then I followed suit because I had the children, I had the home to close up and, you know, try and negotiate something with my ex-employer to say, give me a goodbye kind of thing. And it's been that way since. I mean, we've been, ba- I've been back here in May, it will be 20 years full. You see how time flies. Mm. Mm. And children? Four. Three boys and a girl. And when I thought the factory was closed, then came the girl. <laughs> But uh, she's wonderful. She's near. She's just turned seventeen. Oh, Sis Landy, and how do you, how do you keep the excitement? So you met him, and it's exciting. I can see it in your eyes, and you mm-hmm. say, "I met him," and thirty-six years later, the. And we, we all know, I think a lot of us who've, um, had boyfriends, had husbands come and go, um, we know how hard it is mm. to keep the spark of excitement. And we've just had Valentine's Day. So the roses are now all dead. The chocolates are all on the hips and <laughs> worrying about keeping this excitement alive. For you, what, um, would you say has been the, one fast standing lesson of I how to keep it going. Just believe that there's a gift that was given to women. Mm-hmm. There was a gift given to women. And when they commit, it's tough to shake it. It is tough on everyone else, even themselves. So then they meet hardship along the way and they find a way of keeping, of holding, of Working the situation with the belief that I, I will come across it. It, it will, like all things, will pass. And maybe for us Zulu people or Zulu or Nguni speaking, should I say, because I speak Swazi as well in Kosa, there's an expression that says, Enga peli iashlola. And ngesi then they would say, that too shall come to an end. Mm-hmm. So then you meet the rocks and they come and you know and you keep ducking and tra- <laughs> ducking and yeah and <laughs> traipsing along and trying to balance yourself and then there is the time where you go ah, I'm across then comes another one I mean it, it will be husband aside it will be baby and child and children on the other side and you, you you kind of work the balance and you know sometimes you don't even see the time pass my second born son will be turning 30 years old. I was a grown up by 30 years old. I was, I was, I had my life, I had my house, I, you know. And he's nowhere near grown up. And he's still my baby. He's as I speak. Um, but we did get through that. So that I'm trying to say How? when once a woman commits, I don't know if it's it's a commitment beyond the husband. Maybe it feels like it's a commitment commitment beyond the husband. So if he's there to 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 gain on that commitment, we probably will have a, a, a fine time. 
<laughs> fine time. But, fine uh, time. Yeah. <laughs> but sometimes, you know, um, you might forget this. Oftentimes they do. Commitment. And he wanders off and finds that, you know, you're rock solid where you are. You're dealing with the things that you need to deal with. And so we'll have our own rocks and clashes. And, but we're moving towards a level plane. So at this stage, I think both of us, unfortunately, we are twins. We come in the same year, a couple of days apart. <laughs> I, I recommend young ladies, please, or marry just a man that is just a little bit older than you. <laughs> Why? Why? <laughs> it's a maturity thing. Shall we leave it there? No. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> this is why you are here. It's a maturity thing. This I is why you are here you. to impart mm. this wisdom of the ages. It's a maturity thing. Like I said, you know, we get matured a little earlier. And like I said, then we got this gift of, of, um, of commitment, ability to handle. What you've committed to. So invariably, take a man that is just a little older than you. He's at the same maturity level as you. <laughs> I didn't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I need to, yeah, I'm finishing off the thought process, deduction. Oh, well, they'll jump to their own conclusions. <laughs> If they need exercise, of course, if they need exercise. And patience. What about patience? How much of a role does patience play? For me, I used to pray. And in my prayer were the things that I asked for were three. I shouldn't forget them now. I haven't prayed in a long time. (laughs) (laughs) Patience, wisdom, and understanding. And wisdom and understanding, don't separate it. Don't think because there's wisdom, then there'll be understanding. Don't. I think... Those things were the things that kept me because I would say this is my exercise for learning the patience that I've been asked, I've been asking for all along. I don't take it like I've asked for patience. It will come in a package tomorrow and therefore I wear it. It's done. It's an exercise. It's a day to day thing. Sometimes it comes in big ways. Sometimes it comes in subtle ways, but And understanding, you stand back and try and put your feet into someone else's shoes and feel where does it really pinch. And then you begin to understand. You become maybe sympathetic, uh, the the use of sympathy and empathy, ganja. Mm -hmm. And the wisdom sometimes to say, this will go in this direction. What do I do? How do I handle it? And so forth. And think preempt. So that when it does happen, you don't get too shocked. You kick in a salvage mode or a supportive mode. Whatever needs to be done, you've already kind of thought of it. And put yourself on a high alert, should we call it, in order for you to be able to handle it. Mm. So patience is not something that you have, that you're born with. It's something that you learn, you acquire as you go along. 
Palace is telling me there's a message uh, coming through, but I can't see the message anyway. Oh, shame. And so, Sislandi, coming, as you said earlier, as, as a Gudni speaker, as a Zulu. So there are two things. In, in your relationship, there were two things. Mm. One, there was a an interfaith mm-hmm. change. Yeah. And then the other was an interculture, yeah. um, which is more than just black and white, more yeah. than just race. Mm. So how did you navigate that? <laughs> <laughs> I like that laugh. <laughs> um, you know, uh, can I tell a little story? Tell us a story. When I was young, I mean young, Boma, five, six, seven, I used to wake up early in the morning and the township was quiet and I'd sit and, you know, be gazing and then I'd hear the sound of the Muslim calling out. But then I wasn't aware that it is a Muslim. I just thought it's Indians. I'm a cooler. Bonk. <laughs> <laughs> and I would say to my grandmother, oh, I woke up early today and she would say when why and she was and i'd say well i woke up and it was nice to just hear that sound of those people down by bakerton and they are and that's how they pray so i hear them in the mornings and of course um years later my father-in-law says, yeah, well, sure, you can get married as long as you become Muslim. And I go to my people and I say, there's a condition. And they say, what condition? That I become Muslim. And my grandmother says, sure. When you marry, you get into your husband's um, culture and especially religion. You take up his name. And so what's wonderful? I said, well, it's Islam. And he said, tell me who they pray to. And I said, the God of Abraham, the God of Moses. And said, then she said, I can't stop you. How you do whatever is fine. You'll do it on your own, on the inside. You'll learn there what I, your mother, and your parents as a whole have taught you about Christianity. Our job's done. So I would say, some things come to you in a very roundabout way. I heard them when I was a child. And they kind of, I went away from the township and so forth, and I never heard them again. When it came to me, I was 23 years and about four months. Met this man, and so that's how I became Muslim. But when I sat down to think about it, I said I was given the sign. It was just a joke then, but it was a sign that this is the way you're going to go. And then the kids come. And then the kids come. And, and in, in most marriages, when mm. the kids come, you grow apart. Because I think the mother mm. is the, the center of the universe. Yeah. Not just of the family, but of the kids. Mm. And you kind of, your role as mother yeah. takes over. 
your role as wife, yeah. as lover, as friend. How did you find, continue mm. to live those roles too, to get to hear where they all grown up and you're back to, it's just, it's you and him and you, you're still this guy. I love that smile. <laughs> I love that smile. It's so I'm telling. I'm not letting you fact, go away. <laughs> I'm thinking about the fact that is he still this guy? He's, I don't know. I think he is so part of me that I, I, I think about him when I go to bed. I think about him when I wake up in the morning. How's it? And the thing is right now, we, you know, he's a migrant laborer. So he's out there in Pulokwane and I'm here. And at first it was tough, the thought of what's he eating? Are his shirts clean? You know, so, but oh, along the way we, we went and fixed that in terms of the cleaning and the, in, in these clothing and, you know, but the, the eagerness of, what did he make? So the calls would be, what did you eat today? You know? And so he tried and he tried and he tried and some recipes went through the phone to him and say, remember to do this, that and the other. Um, I don't know if there's that, that guy thing. Oh, when you get the heebie-jeebies and, but it's, it's a solid feel. Sometimes I pick up the phone. And before I die, he's called me. Then you think, at some point, we think exactly alike. Exactly alike. You know, and when the moment I think about him, he's doing the very same, thinking about me and, how are you? Oh, I wanted to give you this message. Oh, no, I just called to say, hi, how are you? How, how was your evening? How did the gym go? And so... We speak a, a, a lot on the phone. We, How do you think you got there to that place where where you you're that part of each other? I I don't know. No formula, you know, no Newtons or Galileos formula. It's it's always that kind of thing where you 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 step and he says you're stepping on my toe, okay. I move my, and it says, I'll support you and until I move my foot and I'm standing evenly. Um, then he too has got his grief and I kind of shift. Or, then stepping on your toes. Yes, yes you know. <laughs> In the heels. No and, and, and we go along that way and then it becomes less and less, less often, less intensity. We kind of understand each other. Like I say, I think at this stage, I, I I'm a butterflies, but there's that feeling of oneness. I can't describe it. It, it. It's always in the feel. It's how I feel. I think, and I think that's how he feels. Do you think everybody can have that? Everybody can. People have, especially people who... Who who, value, who who have the ability to value another person? Abayabantu don't. When you value when you value a person, just umuntu, just a human being, as Ambela la 
But this one you interact with on a daily level. So there are threads that build, consolidate, thicken, and become tight. With another person, Ozambila Estradine, it's just a God's creation. Whether he's affluent or he's poor, that's just God's creation, Ozambila. If you like Nisinskat, you might say hi, so-and-so, or you don't know, <laughs> Sabonababa, and so forth, and pass. Acknowledge that person for whoever he may be. But this one is in your space. You've allowed him to come into this place. So even feel sometimes what he feels. So do you think I often have the conversations with my girlfriends Mm -hmm. about our generation Mm -hmm. of women versus when I think about my mother mm. and, and even when I think about you and I think, hey, those women were different, man. Times you know, were different. There was no women. cell phone. <laughs> Is the cell phone a thing? Is that the only one? <laughs> but, but I just, there, there, there is. A level, and, and you talked about commitment, a woman's mm. commitment mm. earlier. Is there, when you look at this next generation, is there a fundamental difference between the girls that we are or the women that we are growing up to be and the, the girls you were and the women you grew up to be? I think it's all environmental, you know, how things are changing around us. Like, I mean, the, yeah, know, the, the cell phone thing is a problem. It the, is the, the, the quickie of the, of the cell phone and of course the internet and, and so, but I believe values are taught from home and I just find a difficulty of understanding how you can then shrug them off and be a different person. So you're groomed from down there and come up with, and invariably then um, you, 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 you become the citizen that you uh, were meant to be possibly by your parents when they raised you. Yeah, mind you, they are in the post-apartheid era. And they see differently. Do you know, when we grew up, Funubai Ines, Tishara, doctor and lawyer, today they are engineers of all sorts. Just everyone, you know, boy or girl, are just taught to open their eyes on their minds to the universe and they can do whatever they want. So maybe there is a fundamental difference in the sense that, you know, what we are exposed, what the kids are, or the young people or the youth is exposed to now is different from what we were exposed to. So invariably, there is that difference. Having the I options. I pinpoint it. Having the options. Yeah, choices and options and yeah, one. <laughs> no. And when you, when you look at Kiki, who's 17. Yeah. Um, 
what is when you think back to when you were 17 is there a piece of advice that you wish you had when you were 17 that you would impart on a, on a young girl like her um at 17 i'm trying to think where i was i mustn't say it too much i think it was 1971 <laughs> i love that 1971 <laughs> 17 yeah. wow and i was in matric and uh, i was tiny and scrawny so i wasn't quite you know, uh, worldly. As exposed to yeah, options as, as we, we are. are. Absolutely. <laughs> so, um, you know, what I've just taught myself now is just try and look at the world through the eyes of my daughter and use my experience and elderly wisdom to guide her through because I won't be able to tell her exactly what to do because if I were to go back to my 17 years or my 17th year of life things are just too different absolutely different so um, look at her and advise her because I've now looked at things from her view hence we have a lot of conversations we talk so what, what 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 are, what are those advices? Um, for instance, we were talking about what she would like to do when she matriculates and so forth, and um, the advice of now look at these subjects and look at them properly because these are the ones that are going to channel you easier into where you want to go. Okay, subject choices and. And, uh, and on life? And on life, this, she's just become, um, a woman. And, you know, you, you go, go there and say, don't use this type of protection. Use this because of the experiences that I've had. Um, maybe it doesn't feel, it doesn't feel bad whilst you're using it. But in later years, here are the problems that you can acquire. Okay. Maybe if I can just mention something like a tampon. Please don't use it now. Wait till you're mature to be about 24, 23, 24, and then you can use those. Um, right now, wait. Because what I found with myself were these difficulties. And once I had to stop that, using that, because of the difficulties or the pains or the grief that it gave me thereafter. So, you look at um, going into the kitchen. I've learned that I can do a whole lot with bicarb. And I'm trying to avoid, to teach her to avoid most of the chemicals that she can replace in a bicarb. Because it is, it is a healer, it is a cleaner, it is a smell remover. Learn about this. See where you can use that. I still can cook with it and make my fantastic cakes with it. But listen to me. 
Never live without bicarb. It cleans your drains. Do you have the, do you have moments like that? Do you have moments of because of having lived life yeah. for as long as I have, hey, because yeah. of the experiences that I've had as a woman. I wish I could tell all women, all young women growing I, up. Every time a young thing, lady gets married, I feel like sending them a note that says, you're beginning a new life. In your cupboard, there are these things that you should never, ever do without. For so just to maintain, heal, and keep your family healthy. And I could count a few with and my hand. I like that. Please, please <laughs> take this. This is the only gift I will give you. Never live without this in your cupboards. And what about in, in your, in your, um, soul's cupboard? Is there a thing that you feel every young woman, as they grow into womanhood, mm-hmm. you wish this is the one thing you should keep in your soul's cupboard that'll help you live life easier, better, more enjoyably. I don't think I've sat down really to think about that. But if I were to talk to any young person who's about to get married, is get married because you love that person. And love that person for yourself, not for him or for her. What does that mean? For yourself. Let's start by saying the person should love themselves as Tandi. And don't love because Upumi's got a drop top. She's living in some fancy home and she's got this fantastic job. Sexy ass. Absolutely. It is about just loving that person for who they are. Whatever else you can build together. Okay. And again, when you love that person for yourself, whatever you do for that person, you don't want a reply or return or revenge or you understand you don't want but i bought you those roses so you must give me the chocolate no (laughs) buy them because you just feel like at this moment i want to give my baby roses so so do it because you You want to do it and not because you are expecting any kind of reciprocacy absolutely you know like they say you know uh, revenge, yeah, you treated us very well. Come to our place, we'll revenge you. <laughs> <laughs> do, do it because you love to. And, and uh, normally it isn't by the time you give that person. It is at the time you buy the roses that you feel this warm feeling for, oh, poor me. Ah, this she will love. By the time he comes to you, it's like the joy of seeing you rejoice at receiving this gift. But the warmth started a couple of hours ago. Not now, mm. as he gives you. And if it starts now as he gives you, he's buying something from you. Right. He's measuring the excitement. Okay, baby. 
till he pass out. <laughs> 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 Whilst they are in this in um, the fun yeah. <laughs> Okay. And how do you see that? How do so how do you how do you see that in yourself? How did you see that in yourself? What is this 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 joy this is about me? It before. took me a long time. I was well beyond forty. By which time well you were already married and in the, you were married 20 years already. Almost 20 years, yes. Well, it is, if we're telling the truth, it should be about 18 years. Then I realized that I, man, I love this person for myself. If he walked out today, if he died, if, 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 I'd say, well, oh, it was lovely. Sure. The weeping would be possibly that I'll miss you. But if you want to go, let it fly. Let it go. There wouldn't be a regret of saying, I poured all myself into No, it would be, it has come to an end. He did allow me to come into that space. Ha. We have one that one. That's a deep one. He did allow me to come into that space, but he wants to take it away now. What, like I say, there's no difference here in my feeling whether it is divorce or death. Sure. Because I will have to cut that and get out of that space. So that's how it went. It, th- that's why I say then it, it, things don't come all at the same time. I talked about patients, excuse me, not coming in, coming at you or to you in a box. It is the daily things, the occurrences that pressure and other situations that might lead to you saying, do you know that demanded patience? And I didn't realize that I was actually exercising patience. And now that I'm past it, what was called for was patience. So I used, so, oh, so that was my exercise for patience. Do you ever look back now and go, we are going to that loving him for me was tested severely. And how did you get past that? Do you think? I, let me put it this way. I thought him loving me demanded my, what do you call this thing? Com- uh, not commitment. It demanded my, when you, it isn't an obligation, man. It, it just felt like if I loved him, then it's got to be loyalty. Ah. If I loved him, so he must be loyal to me. If he loves me, I got to be loyal to him. And then the equation changed. Things changed. Things happened. And then I began to realize, Guti, no. Those two things are not exclusive. Aha. So I've got to now look at things in a different way. How do I then look at this? 
I guess, again, that was a consolidation of my self-love to say, how much do I really love myself? And I began to look at that in closer detail. And I began to be comfortable with whom I am and was at that time. And then, so my, if I got to love this guy, what is it about? If he died tomorrow, what, what will I feel? If he walked away tomorrow, what will I feel? And that's where I began to separate things, to say, yeah, yeah this guy, I'm going to love him. He's got no idea. I'm going to love him for myself. I'm going to have my fun. When I cook and I make this whatever fancy thing, whether, and it's a basic food, you know, I'm not high cuisine. <laughs> <laughs> but there I make my mealy dumbbell, you know, or chop suey. I make it with this, with this love. I, I make it such that when I look at it, it is beautiful. I make it such that when my husband and children have that, everyone will walk off the table, thank God, and then turn around and say, that was nice, mom. And how much... Of the love of the whole unit, having the children, having the husband, having the family. How much of that do you think played a role in your enduring love of your endurance through the hard times, through the the now here you are. It's not just you, Sis Landy, walking off on your own or deciding to this. We have another snap. I'm, I'm done here. I'm walking off now. And because there are also these four souls that are part of this experience, how much of that played a role in, in, in keeping you together and back to the place where you are now one? I, I don't know. I always just felt like those that said, hey, 50-50, 50-50 doesn't work. There's a very strange sum or mathematical equation in, in, in husbands and wives and marriage. That is, a hundred plus a hundred is equal to a hundred. So everyone must bring their own hundred percent. Sometimes it's difficult. Sometimes you do fall short. Um, because s when I'm angry, for instance, somebody's got to keep a cool head. <laughs> okay. I know what that feels like. Yes. Um, when he's upset for one reason or another, where the kids have done something, I'm the one that is to be the voice of reason. Um, you, you compliment one another in as many instances as possible. But at the same time, um, that love is not about, you know, roses and things. It's about dabbing somebody's forehead with uh, a wet cloth because they're ill and so forth. And please make a plan to take the child to the doctor. And, and so... I can't, I can't see how you can apportion love in that time. It's kind of roller coaster, all of you with one being one's 
crutch. Crutch at different times, being the other's crutch at different times. So because we've got these four people running in between us and demanding and demanding. There was already now grandchildren involved as well. So um, it, it, it's, it, it's not easy to say, but you keep saying, you know, um, we're helping one another. We're, we've got each other's back is a new expression. <laughs> we got each other's back. And so many times you're not looking at love. So many times you're just looking at the person that you know is going to be there if I falter or awake me if I'm oh, yeah. um, yeah, you know, and, and, and like that. I can do what I can wash his shirts and I'm the, the best. And uh, I can see that uh, he takes care of the other business at home, you know. Dad, the children need shoes. Uh, dad, you know, that kind of thing. Um, and love is not talked about. It, it's generally just felt and kind of glide through these hard times. And now and then, I, he says to me, bye, I love you. And I, when are you ever going to say I love you to me? I say, don't you see the things I do that oh. say I love you? Oh. I can't. I've never been that romantic to say, I love you every other time. Ah, I love you. <laughs> I do the love thing. The things you I do. I do the love thing. Mm-hmm. Just feel me. Mm. And for for you, what has been the one well, I know one sounds in a lifetime. Mm. Sounds very... Yeah. <laughs> right? But the standout moments of, you know what? This, this is what, this is what I, I got into. This is what, when, when in my mind as a little girl, when mm. I thought about the marriage, when I thought about love, this is what I got into for. Mm. What are those? Do you have any of those standouts, or were you just that girl that kind of? I'll see how this goes down. <laughs> yeah, I'm just running. Yeah, living there life. There are times like that. <laughs> there are times like that. You know where you need to stop, shake your head a bit, or give me a glass of water or something like that. Take your breath and then okay, let's start looking around. How can we fix this? How can I rest this? How can I sort this? Out and in so many instances as well, it's not totally about real crises. It's just I need to float breaks. But at the same time, there are the moments that I just I, I remember living in Swaziland. We were couple of years into a marriage and my grandma was living with us so I had no babysitter um, babysitter issues. worries, issues that is a topic for another day yeah. Yeah, babysitter issues topic yeah. for another day yes, I? so um, God we went out to all sorts of places and parties and and we'd come back in the morning 
I need to go call my guai guai. And you got these things in your fingers <laughs> like that. <laughs> and you're tired from dancing and get into the kitchen and, 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 and fry fry something and we famished. <laughs> and, uh, we were like, I can't say newlyweds. You know, there was just a lot of going out and mischief and so forth. And we were thick as thieves, you know, until some other things came, hit us on the sides and kind of loosened the, the bones. But we did have our times. And I feel like at this moment, we are going back there because the children are grown up. The distractions are gone. Yeah. We still have a responsibility. The one is still in college and the other is still in high school for that matter. But um, we, 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 we're going back there more in a more sedate way. <laughs> so you won't be partying in the heels till six. Uh, we possibly will go out <laughs> and, and, and sit some under some, some umbrella and be reading some book. With our hands held this way and reading, you know, like to say, you're there. <laughs> uh, yes, I'm, and I'm looking forward to those times when we spend Sisodwa, you know, kids are growing. They can look after themselves in the house and in, in the kitchen. So you can, I don't have that worry of it. Bazo Lamba, they'll start eating McDonald's all they'll the way. They'll burn down the house. They'll, no, they'll cook. <laughs> They'll cook. They'll go into the garden, cut fetches, couple of spinach and brinjols and tomatoes, cucumbers, and make a salad and eat. Mm. Wow. It sounds like, it sounds like quite a life. It sounds like, um, the, the ups and downs and the, the thrills and the lows have all balanced each other out. And I have to say, I thank God for that. I do. My gratitude prayers at night. I thank God for that. Um, but at the same time, if I were to say to any young couple, get married, enjoy yourselves in your marriage, do the things that thrill you. If you feel like buying your wife the roses, just buy them for no reason. Don't wait for the 14th. <laughs> Do you know what I? You know what I thought of yesterday. I was listening to the radio, and and oh yes, he he, he bought me. This is one person. Their anniversary is in this month. Her birthday is in this month. Valentine's is in this month. So she's getting present, present, present. And I asked myself, what did she give this man? Because it's Valentine and it's there and, and Valentine is both ways and their anniversary is both ways. So she might come out with three gifts. Does he come out with two gifts? I just felt uncomfortable with the fact that it seems like I want Tina girls, women, young ladies. Me, I must get me, 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 me. What do you give? I was very fortunate not to be uh, romantic. 
<laughs> so the 14th is the 14th. It's Valentine's. Whatever happened there, Cousin I goes. don't even know. Where? How did we get to Valentine? What was that about? Because you got to exercise that Valentine thing. 365 days a year. You got to. Sometimes it will fail. It won't be like, like it was yesterday. For instance, like if I cook this amazing meal today, today I slap them with pap and buri. <laughs> you know, it's not the same, but it comes from that heart. Mm. So it's always, it's, it's about persistence. Loving. It's about persistent yeah, loving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, 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 it's not persistent. Persistent. More consistent. Consistent. Spent. Yes. And yeah, it goes, no. yes. And sometimes it hits a bump. And mm. sometimes it hits a high. But it, it, when you draw the line between the graph, you'll see that it, it is consistent. It's there. Sometimes I show it a lot. Sometimes I show it little. But it is there. Thank you for taking ta- the time to come and chat. To mm. come and chat about your life. Um, Brad's one of my favorite um, people who send messages into the show. Yeah. And he's saying, I don't know what's going on today. <laughs> I'm so confused. There's so much stuff going on here. And, and I think this is, for me, this is exactly what, what the show sometimes needs to be about. It needs to be about just open conversation. And more than anything, I'm so glad that you were willing to come and chat about the the experience of life in in love and living through it. Because mm. I think a lot of young women like myself have a lot of excitement in our heads. It's about not roses what, every day. Which, you know... If they bring the roses, know that there's thorns there. There are thorns. (laughs) Or he's looking for a visa. Or he's looking for a visa. But I'm trying to say, when the roses come, they come with thorns. So there will be a time where you grab the stalk or the stem and you get jabbed. Lick it. And enjoy the rose as well. Mm. Because, you know, that little pinch will say, come down. It's not going to be roses every day. There's going to be some difficulty somewhere. Just trust and give out trust. Then the trust will come back to you. Trust, he says, oh, we will come across this. And that too shall pass. I can't do a pill. a pill. It is... Um, Four minutes, six minutes to, to one. And as I look out the window, I see the doctors are there almost coming into the studio. They're the next show after me. Dr. Cindy is already getting ready for her uh, health hour. But this has been an, an deeply, deeply inspirational and, and ex, um, amazing conversation for me. I wish we could have more conversations like this with our mothers, with our aunts. Just conversations about, you know, the life's long. As I stand here at whatever, 22, 25, 35, looking forward and with all the things that I think are crises in life. It's really wonderful to have an opportunity and now in the month of love, just to talk about a love that's been enduring. So thank you for coming to share your wisdom with us. Thank you for sharing your life and thank you very much for for tuning in. Brad, I hope you got a a message in that. Thank you for being here (laughs) and I hope you got the message (laughs) that says it's all the time, 360 
65 and you've got to you've got to love that person for yourself Self. not for reciprocity i think that's the mm. biggest thing that i'm taking have out of this have fun in loving that person and then you'll be comfortable with yourself thank you sis ladley thank you thank you thank you thank you pumi